ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. After back-to-back -back wins in Hawaii, no one has started the 2017 season hotter than Justin Thomas. In this Golf Channel podcast special, Thomas sits down with Gary Williams to talk about life on the tour, how things have changed after his recent victories, and his outlook for the remainder of the season. You're taking a little stretch off here. I'm sure that you're absorbing what you've already done, winning three times already this season. What do you do when you're not playing golf? Nothing. I do absolutely nothing, and I love every second of it. I can sit on a couch and watch four seasons of Entourage like it's my job. I mean, I really can. I, I've, I just I love just resting and doing nothing. I mean, I'll work out, try to work out a bunch when I'm home. You probably still weigh, what, 145, which is what you were listed at I, when I you were I might be rookie. up to 150 now. Really? I don't know. Yeah. You put on five. It was a good offseason. Justin Thomas completes the Aloha Double. After winning a couple, Louis, he's backed it up here at Wailai in Hawaii. Did it mean something different to win technically in the United States as opposed to winning twice overseas? It seems like each time it happens, I'm just getting, I'm getting beef about something. You know, it's like I couldn't win, uh, couldn't win in America. And now it's like I can't win on the mainland. So it's like, but uh, now it's fine. I mean, I'm, it sure beats the alternative of saying I've never won before. At every level, you've always been better than everybody until you got to this level. Did that bother you at all? Absolutely, it, it definitely did. It's not like junior golf and college golf. You know, my first event in college in Alabama, I won. And it was like, it wasn't like that on tour. You know, it's, uh, it was a miscut. Do you believe in the, the, the modicum that you can't learn anything from winning, you can only learn when you lose? I definitely disagree with that. I think I've learned just as much, if not more, from my wins than I have my losses. Yeah, some of my losses I, I've learned plenty from but a lot of the times you just get beat there's nothing you can do the ways that I've won I've learned so much about my first win in Malaysia after I chunked the wedge in the water it truly was my tournament to lose I mean all the momentum had completely gone away but I just stayed patient and persevered through that and came back with those birdies so I knew that I could come back from a back nine blow and because of that same thing in Kapalua you know I have a five shot lead with five holes to go the deck he chips in, makes eagle, then I have a four iron in and I make double into a par five. And it's like, again, I go back to Malaysia, going back to the, the uh, previous experience. So it's just little things like that, like using past experiences and just remembering things that have gone well that helped me. Do you think there's a big difference between failure and losing? Not a big difference because uh, losing is a failure most of the time. Uh, it's At least it is for, for me. I've tried to get a lot better at taking the positives out of weeks, uh, even when I necessarily don't play well or finish well. But um, at the end of the day, if you don't win, you still lose. 
you have experienced disappointment already this year, so let's talk about that Monday night. We don't need to talk no, about it. No, we're going to talk about it because <laughs> you just won a golf tournament. What was that like in excess of four hours to get to the end of that college football game with Alabama and Clemson? Terrible. What was it like for you? I was one football game away from probably the greatest two weeks of my life. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they scored, I'm a terrible loser. Did you but, throw anything? Or I was at a, in a public place, so I couldn't throw anything or, or say anything too bad. But as soon as they scored, I mean, there were probably 10 to 15 of us sitting there watching it. I just immediately got up, and it was about a 15-minute walk to my hotel, and I just immediately got up, and I walked back to the hotel by myself, and I just went in my room and didn't, didn't turn the TV on didn't turn anything on. I didn't really want to look at my phone. I just was so miserable and so, I was just upset more than I was mad. You've got three wins. Nobody won more than three times last year. Do you think though, getting back to to patience and always being better than everybody else, that the way that you played early on in your career professionally was a byproduct of always knowing you were better than everybody else and you had to learn those lessons? Maybe. I don't, I don't want to say I knew that I was better than everyone else, but I thought I was. My rookie year, I was in the second or third to last group in L.A., and I played with Bubba and Angel, and I was two back. I mean, I was playing great. I had, obviously, a great chance to win the tournament, and they hit it out of bounds on one at Riviera, which is just so far offline, and it's like the easiest hole we play all year, and I'm walking off there with six. You can't prepare for that. You, you have to go through those situations. It's one thing the night before, you're like, yeah, I'm ready. I can't wait to play with Bubba. I can't play, wait to play with Angel, you know, major champions. And uh, I'm excited for the challenge. But then once you get in that first tee and you haven't been there before, it's nerve-wracking. Uh, just like it'll be, you know, when I'm in contention in a major or I'm playing in a Ryder Cup and President's Cup. I'll be nervous, uh, but it's a good nervous. It's what you play for. You mentioned major championships. When you look at the four venues this year, is there one that stands out to you that over the course of this year that you feel like you should have the best chance at? I'm so excited for the Masters. I really am. I'll be excited to play it every year for my career. I think it's a, it's a place kind of like Tiger and, uh, and Jack have said that you just you don't need to be on to play to be in contention there. You really don't. It's just you just have to manage your game and you have to leave it in certain spots out there. You know, because you've done so much so early on in the season, the expectations for you for the rest of the year, whether it be a regular tour event or major championships, has changed. Are you prepared for that? Absolutely, because I've, I've always expected a lot of myself. I guess now everyone else will just expect what I now expected. Yeah, I think I'm more than ready for it. I say that now, maybe ask me again in, in a couple months and we'll see. If you and I come back here at the end of this year and I say to you, it was a great year because you're going to answer it how. I want a major, for sure. That's it. In terms of a great year, I think I'm ready to win majors. Yeah, obviously, if I go win five or six or seven times, just regular events, then, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I guess it would be hard to not call that a great year, but I would just call that probably a really, really good year. But to be a great year, I, I think it would need to have a major championship. You have a lot of good friends in your peer group. One in particular is Jordan Spieth. Are you as close as we think you are? Yeah, uh, it's the thing about Jordan is it's um, he's he's not the person that you know you're going to be talking to every day. He's not the best communicator. You know he, he's going to kind of he's he's a person you're trying to get a hold of him. Sometimes it's tough to get a hold of him, and 
and it's not, you know, it's not because he doesn't like the person. It's just that's, you know, it's just how he is. And he's definitely one of my closest friends on tour. And I'm just glad to be starting to be known as me and not his friend. Let's explore that a little bit because we do have those images of you guys sitting there eating cheeseburgers and obviously your match in the NCAA, there's been this path, mm -hmm. but he turned professional before you did. I know how proud you are of what he did early on. Was that a burden at all to you? It wasn't. I, I was very proud of him and I was, I was happy for him, uh, but it was definitely motivating. I, I knew that if he was doing it, there's no reason I couldn't, but the thing thing about Jordan is he his golf game is is so much more mature uh, than a lot of 19 or 20 year olds are that when they turn pro or when they're in college so mature how he had the golf smarts he just he had, he knew how to get it done and I think that's something that it can't be taught you know you have to know how to shoot two under when you're not hitting it well or or when you're not driving it well and, and you're in contention you need to find a way to hit the fairway and that's something that Jordan has when you do things that are special, even at 59, you were fairly exuberant, but not overly. Are you yeah, emotional? I didn't know what to do, honestly. I, I never had a putt on a Thursday that meant so much or that was worth celebrating. So, I mean, I remember walking up to the green and I, I mean, obviously I knew what it was for. And I'm like, you know, like, what do I do if I make this? Like, do I freak out or do I just kind of act normal or what do I do? And um, I don't, I, I just, kinda, I don't even it just was kind of all blackout, you know, like it went in and I, I just kind of like looked at the Jordan and Boog and they were going crazy, so I went crazy. Talent is an interesting thing to try to define. Do you think you're more talented than Jordan Spieth? I have no idea. When you play with him, do you say, why am I not better than him all the time? No, because you can say that about anybody. You know, you look at someone like, you just watch someone hit on the range, someone like Bubba, and you're like, you know, like, why am I not beating this guy? And then you go play with him, and you're like, how can I ever beat this guy? In terms of talent, I mean, we're both extremely talented in what we do, but we both put in a lot of hard work, and it's really just who's on at that time, you know, who's, who's playing better. Uh, it's the same with all of us, you know, same with J-Day, Rory, DJ, and all of us. It's like when, when, when we're playing really well, we're really hard to beat best at their best is there one player you could say definitively when they're at their best that person is the best and if so who is it Jordan's short game is ridiculous I would put him up against probably anybody in the world same with P Reed but they don't have that that 320 carry you know when they want it like J Day or DJ has and I think J Day is he's really really impressive but so I mean so is Rory I mean it's just the biggest thing is they have that distance that, that some guys don't have. And when you have that distance and when you're on, it's just so hard not to make a lot of birdies. But then again, I haven't shown the world my best. And I think when I'm at my best, um, I'm, I'm really hard to beat too. So um, hopefully I can, I can show the world that a little bit this year. As far as elders on the PGA Tour, is there somebody that you've gravitated towards that you've learned a lot from? And if so, what is it that you've learned from that person? Davis has been a big soundboard for me the, uh, at the start and um, I mean he was always someone that I felt comfortable talking to but honestly I mean Tiger and Phil both have been great to me I mean I played a lot of practice rounds and games with Phil and he's always been very complimentary toward me and will send me nice texts in my first couple of years if I played well which you know as a rookie and a 21 or 22 year old that's a big deal I've been very fortunate and, and happy to get to know Tiger pretty well the last uh, you know last half a year to a year and and I, I really talked to him a long time about Augusta. 
He's someone that I've been able to kind of bounce things off of and, and just try to ask questions just because I, I want to surround myself with the greatest and I want to surround myself with people that have done great things just because they're going to be able to give me great feedback. Are you a Tiger baby? I mean, are you part of that group that was a toddler mm -hmm. literally when he won his first major championship, but, <clears throat> but that generation, those babies became who you guys are. I mean, I, I think I'm where I am today because of him, from watching him dominate in the early 2000s. You know, that's when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, and that's kind of when you're on the range hitting balls all the time. You're chipping and putting all the time, and just you're making putts to win tournaments and, and to be beaten Tiger. So I think that he had a big impact and big influence on me wanting to get out here just because watching him win tournaments by a mile and, and watching him do things that never been done before. Um, it's, it was pretty cool to watch. With all the winning you've done recently, is there anything about you that you think might be misunderstood in any way? Um, I don't think so. I think people know how competitive I am. I think they'll really start to see uh, more and more when I get in contention more often uh, how much it means to me. I think. I mean, I just, I love being in the moment. I, I love having a chance to win a tournament on the last couple of holes, you know, having to hit a shot that needs to be, I need to make birdie, you know, stuff like that. It's what I play for. It's what I live for. And I think people are going to start to understand and really see how much I do enjoy that and how much I love it just because there's no better feeling or no other feeling that you can really replicate it. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.